Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel. I am so excited for those that have chosen to follow the man of God or as I shepherd you virtually online and then from time to time uh, we do this drive-by phone calls where we pray with our members and it's always exciting to be able to, to see the animation on the other side when you guys get a phone call from me, oh Pastor Kamala. Praise God. Now listen, if you haven't signed up for Francis Mao's church online, you are missing out. So I want you to take some time and go to FrancisMileschurchOnline.com. FrancisMileschurchOnline.com. And then you can enjoy uh, these powerful revelations and then be part of the apostolic community, this church that we have put online. Praise the living God. The website is designed to allow us to be able to virtually pastor our members. Praise his holy name. Now listen. Uh, I have a very powerful message from the Holy Ghost that I believe is going to change your life today in Jesus' name. It's going to answer a question a lot of us have uh, concerning uh, the manifestation of that which God has promised in our lives. And so I want you to join me in the book of Luke. The book of Luke chapter 1 beginning from verse 26. For the Bible says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And I've been blessed uh, in my tours of Israel. Uh, some have gone, the first time I went to Israel, I went with my dear friend Sid Roth. Then after that, we took our own tour, uh, the Order of Melchizedek Israel tour, which we'll be doing again next year in 2022. So if you want to join us to the, uh, on the trip to the Holy Land next year, you want to be able to uh, keep checking our website, francismouse.com, because we are going to be putting some things together for you. Amen. So the Bible says he was sent to a city called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The name, the virgin's name was Mary. You know, the virgin's name was Mary or Miriam in the Hebrew. And having come in the, having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one of God. Can I submit to you this morning, and whether you feel it or not, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you are the highly favored one of God. Uh, 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 that is the truth. The Lord is with you, he says. Blessed are you among women. Verse 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was this. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name 
Jesus, Yeshua. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how, shall, how can these things be since I do not know a man? Other versions say, how shall these things be since I do not know a man? And the angel said unto her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born of thee will be called the Son of God. This is really powerful. What a powerful encounter that Mary has with divinity. The truth of the matter is none of us can change. None of us can change the world without, without having this type of life-defining spiritual encounters with God. I've never seen God use anybody in a meaningful way. I mean, in a meaningful way who does not trace back their usage in the kingdom to a life-defining, life-altering encounter with divinity. Mary has an encounter with Gabriel. He has an encounter with God via Gabriel. Gabriel is one of the most loftiest angels in the economy of the kingdom. He's one of the most high-ranking uh, 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 um, um, angels or cherubims in the kingdom. Actually, the Bible actually presents to us uh, three cherubims that are very high-ranking uh, high officers of the kingdom of God. Uh, it was Lucifer, and then it was Michael, and then it was Gabriel. Three, high, uh, three of the highest-ranking angels in the angelic order. Lucifer fell and lost his original estate and became Satan. But Michael and Gabriel remained with the Lord. So this is Gabriel who, who lives in the very presence of God. The one whom the Bible says he has no, is, is covered with light. In him there is no shadow of turning. The Bible says he dwells in inapproachable light. There is so much light of purity in God that is almost inapproachable. This angel is one of those privileged few of the angels of God that get to look in the face of God on a daily basis. It is this angel who sent with a message to Mary. A message that will change the world. Course of history will change because of the announcement given to a 16, 17-year-old girl by the name of Miriam or Mary. The angel comes to her and makes a proclamation that you are highly favored of God. Is it amazing how heaven says favor on us and we don't see favor on ourselves? I think the problem with many of us in our walk of faith is we don't see ourselves the way heaven sees us. Oh, how I pray to God, my friend, that you begin to see yourself the way God sees you. How I pray to God that you begin to see yourself the way the angels see you. But the truth of the matter, many of us are defined by the human encounters we have had before the divine encounters we really need to have. We've had people call us hopeless, you are nobody, we've been bullied, and we allow those conversations to define who we are. But let me tell you something. I really believe there's an anointing right now 
piercing through the veil of lies and deception that you believed about yourself. And I hear God saying to somebody, you are highly favored of God. And God wants you to receive that. That you are the favored one of God. If not you, who else? If, if not you, who else? You have to think that way. If not me, then who else? You are the highly favored one of God. But when, but when Mary received this salutation from, a, from what is notably a very lofty and glorious angel of God, she's overwhelmed. Who could blame her? Who could blame her? What about if the, Gabriel appeared to you right now in your house? If you don't pass out, you'll be so overwhelmed by the, the glory of God that is on this man. You can be in God's presence on a daily basis and not reflect God on people. This is what happened to Moses. Moses was only in the presence of the Shekinah, of the Shekinah glory of God, or the glory of God for 40 days. But when he came out of that, the flesh was glistening with such glory. The rest of Israel said, why don't you cover your face? There is too much light coming from your physical body. That's a man who spent 40 days with the glory of God. Imagine Gabriel, he's been there for thousands of human years. If by human, by human, by human uh, measurements, he, uh, Gabriel has been living in the glory of God for thousands of years. You talk about a shiny angel who reflects the glory. This is the one. This woman is confused. She's, she's like, what are you talking about? Yes, you Mary are highly favored of God. And you are blessed among women. My friend, when we recognize that we are the favored one of God, the blessing of God among men is released. We begin to get the blessing of God that comes from men because men begin to treat us differently when we begin to recognize who we are in the kingdom. So the angel moves on and begins to give us what I call audacious promises. She begins to be told by the angel that she had, not only had she found favor with God, but that God had chosen her for the miraculous, immaculate conception. That without spermata, without the use of the engines of sex, you know, or sexual intercourse, there would be found in the belly of this girl a child born by the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there was no precedent for this. No scientific precedent. As a matter of fact, science would say it is absolutely impossible. And yet God specializes in doing the impossible, making the impossible possible. That's why I believe today, if you need a healing in your body, as I'm speaking, I believe God is healing you right now. We serve a God who can open a door that no man can close. But she was troubled. Nobody had ever talked to her this way. The angel said, then, then said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. He's saying that when you are walking in the favor of God, when you find the favor of God, when you recognize his favor of God upon your life, that is the day you will stop living in fear of tomorrow, living in fear that I'm going to lose my job, living in fear of this and this and this and this. Why? Because there is an anchorness that comes from knowing the favor of God is upon my life. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Behold, you conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. 
and shall call his name Jesus. The very name Jesus or Yeshua literally means the Lord is salvation because Jesus would bring salvation. You see, in the Hebrew, your name is your destiny, your name is your dominion, your name is your nature, your name is your function. That is the Hebraic understanding. So when I tell you my name in Hebrew, I've just told you my destiny. I just told you what I can dominate through that name. His name shall be called Yeshua or Jesus. Which means the Lord saves. The Lord is salvation. And boy, I would not be here today preaching to you had I not been saved in 1989 when I heard the gospel, when I heard Bishop Sky Banda in, the, in, in Zambia at the Manatra Assemblies of God prophesy and preach. My God, I ran to the altar and gave my life to Jesus. And boy, was I radically born again. Praise His holy name. Jesus saves, my friend. Whatever you are right now, you can open up your heart and say to the mouth. I don't know if I die today, if I'd go to heaven. But you can be rest assured right now by simply opening your mouth and saying, Jesus, I know you died for me on the cross. I know you are, you are, you, you are the Son of God. I now ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, change me, and make me a child of God. I believe if you do that, you'll be radically born again. You'll, be, you'll pass from death to life. That is what Jesus did. That is what Mary's son did. Glory to God. I'm glad she accepted the immaculate conception. Praise the living God. He said, he'll be great and will be called the son of the highest. He'll be great and will be called the son of the highest. Can I tell you something? God does not give birth to small things. I don't care what you're doing. You are called to greatness. I don't care what you're doing, whether you're an usher in the church, whether you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you, maybe you, you never preached in your life. If you're gloriously born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, let me tell you something. You are destined for greatness. When God causes somebody to be pregnant, God can do nothing but great. So can I, can I tell you something? You are great. You need to begin to act like it, talk like it, that greatness is inside of you. That the womb of your spirit is cutting the spirit and the DNA of greatness. And I believe that that's why you cannot stay in your present circumstances. They have to bail out what God wants to do in your life. When I came to Christ, I was so poor. Poor people looked at me and they got encouraged. They said, my God, I thought I was poor until I saw that Francis. My God. And that is the truth. It's not a joke. That's how I was. But God delivered me and made me an apostle to nations. My God, there is greatness inside of you. And I want you to receive it. Those that are following me under Francis Mouses Online, I want to promise you, as your pastor, I will continue to push the envelope until the seed of greatness that is in your life is released in Jesus' mighty name. And ain't nobody going to be mad that greatness is coming out of you except the devil and his mother-in-law. But as far as, the angels are, as far as the angels are concerned, God is concerned. He smiles when greatness begins to rise out of you. Praise the living God. So I declare and declare right now, anything that has marginalized you, made you, made you feel less than, I cancel it. I break it down. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I command you to come out of that cloud of condemnation. And rise into the glorious inheritance of the sons of the kingdom. See the Bible. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. Do you know that as he is in heaven so are we on earth. That's Jesus. As he is in heaven so are we on earth. Jesus is the son of David. Sitting on the throne of David. Well that means because we are in Christ we are right now sitting 
on the throne of David to rule and reign over the demonic powers in this world, to rule and reign in life, not to live like a victim feeling sorry for yourself. The devil is a liar that cannot be and is not your portion from God. Now it, it, we're getting close to what I want to uh, what I want to I want to crescendo and climax on verse thirty three and he will reign over the house of David he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end do you know that you have been given a kingdom if you are born again you love Jesus you have been given a kingdom there is a kingdom in the inside of you that is crying to come out there is a kingdom inside of you that is longing for you to begin to discover it and begin to live in it because your life in America your life anywhere in the world where you are is going to change when you allow the kingdom to rise and begin to manifest itself around you and in you and through you because the kingdom is within you. And therefore, if you begin to touch the kingdom, you're going to touch rulership that's in the kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, and this is, this is my message today, then Mary said to the angel, how shall these things be? Since I do not know the man. In other words, this is going to have to be supernatural. But how is it going to be? How, sh how shall these things be? Is Mary saying, I, I mean, th there's never been a man. There's never been a woman to ever get pregnant in human history. And by the time Mary was, being, was encountering Gabriel MacAngel, there had been 4,000 years of human history without one example of a woman giving birth to a child or a daughter without, without the, uh, the participation of the male man. But God is about to change history. How shall these things be? How many times have you asked, or how shall these things be? This is my message today on Friends of Our Church Online. How shall these things be? Can I submit to you that that question is, 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 is universal, it's continental, it's global. It is a question people ask themselves again and again, especially when you are in a bad situation and yet you are getting prophetic words from the Lord that God is going to use you to take care of orphans, God's going to use you to pay other people's bills, and you can't even put two pennies together. You find yourself saying, God, I want to believe, but how shall these things be? So I do not blame Mary for asking the question. I'm glad she asked it because in Mary asking it, we got our answers in Mary's question. Praise the living God. How shall these things be? Why? Since I do not know a man. In other words, how can I, I have a real, how can I have a pregnancy that's real if there is no man who has slept with me? The man who could impregnate me, we're not married yet, and you are saying I'll be pregnant by the Holy Ghost. How shall these things be? I'm glad he asked it because the angel began to answer this question. And can I submit to you, this question is one of the most important questions to flowing in the supernatural. Anybody who has ever functioned, flawed in the supernatural has had to answer the question, how shall these things be? You see people come to your service who are blind, deaf ears, uh, deaf and dumb, and you are thinking, my God, by human means, there is no way I can heal any of these people. But I know God can, but how shall these things be? Well, the angel gave us the answer. And anybody who has ever wanted to function in the supernatural or in miracles, signs, and wonders, I double dare you to study this passage. 
Because this is where you find the answer of how to release miracles, signs and wonders in your life. Because the angel answered it very gloriously and effectively without even blinking. This is the key to the supernatural. This is the key to working with God and, working, uh, and seeing God manifest in miracles, signs and wonders all over you and wherever you go. It says this. The angel Gabriel answers and says this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. My friend, that is the first ingredient of answering the question, how shall these things be? The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. That means if the Holy Spirit does not come upon your promise, it remains nothing but a promise without the power for its own performance. If the, if, if, I mean, if, come on someone, if all you have is a promise that God is going to heal you, until the power of the Holy Ghost touches your body, you are going to stay sick and probably even die of it, uh, as, I, as I've seen happen to certain people. My point is this. Nothing happens until the Holy Ghost is released. Actually, this actually mirrors the beginning of creation when God says in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth, and he says the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep. My God and the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Means he was not there, but there was no miracles on the land because there was no voice of God that had been spoken for the Holy Spirit to begin to recreate what had been destroyed. Can I submit to you today? How shall these things be? How are you going to go from the house you're living in now to the house you need? How are you going to have a job when you lost the last one? How are you going to have a job with benefits when you lost the last one? Can I submit to you the, Holy, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, says the Lord. Glory to God. And when the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon you, here the Holy Spirit will begin to open pathways of deliverance in the realm of the Spirit you have never even seen or even imagined. That is how big our God is. The Holy Spirit must come upon us. Oh, how I pray today that you, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you as you watch this episode of Francis Mouse Church Online, that the power of the Holy Ghost would come upon you and the power of the highest overshadowed. The second thing that needs to happen is this. Once the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the power of the highest will overshadow you. In other words, there is an overshadowing that happens when the Holy Spirit begins to touch you. When the Holy Spirit begins to work, that dunamis power of the living God will, go, it will overshadow the thing God wants to touch. Can you imagine being overshadowed by those dunamis working miracle power of God? My God, how can you fail? How can you not have signs and wonders? How can you not have miracles? Glory to God in the highest. My God, how can you not have miracles when power of God overshadowed? The word overshadow means to be completely surrounded. To be completely surrounded. This is, this is to be besurged. Completely surrounded. That there's nowhere to go but into what is surrounding you. Well, imagine being surrounded by the power of God that there's nowhere to go, nowhere to hide except in the power of Almighty God. Those two ingredients must be available before God can begin to perform. How shall these things be? The power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. How is, how is a barren woman going to get a, a child? The power 
of the highest will overcome upon you and his power will overshadow you. Praise the living God. This formula works in business. It works in the ministry. It works in life. There is no place where this combination of the Holy Spirit and the power of God is not going to lead to revival. It's not going to lead to changes in your life. So my prayer for you today is as I'm preaching that the power of the highest, oh, how I pray the power of the highest to overshadow you, my friend, that your life will never be the same again as you are overshadowed by the power the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost, the miracle-working power of the Holy Ghost must come upon you and then overshadow you. You see, the, 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 the thing I love about the image of the shadow is even if the enemy wants to attack you, he has to pass through the shadow first. And if the shadow that surrounds you is the power of the highest, I, I have news for the devil. You cannot touch him whom God has surrounded with his glory. Hallelujah. This is exactly what happened to Mary. That the miraculous conception happens to a woman who, who, who against all odds, against all human reasoning, decides to believe God. And say, even though there is no precedent, even though there's nobody in Israel who may even believe I'm pregnant with the Holy Ghost, they'll think I was cheating on Joseph. My God, but, I, but let it be done to me according to your word. Let it be done to me according to you. Now that is the final pace of how this thing shall be. God says to, uh, 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 Mary says to the angel, well, I've heard you. Let it be done to me according to your word. So the third thing that must happen for these things to be is to allow ourselves to become, to become taken or captured by the word of God. We will not act against the word. We will surrender ourselves to the word. Let it be done to me. Not as I want, according to your word. I will believe, saints, that if we let God do to us according to the word, we will see miracles, signs, and wonders. We will see the manifestation of all that God promised. Glory to God. I don't know who I'm talking to today right now, but I'm hearing the Holy Ghost that you need to begin to prepare to give yourself to the Lord in a fresh and new way. I will believe at the end, before the end of this service, that God will touch you in a fresh and new way. That you would begin to tell the Lord, God, let, let it be done to me according to your word. And as believers, you begin to do that. You're going to begin to see miracles you've never seen before. Because sometimes all God is waiting on us is to surrender. All God is waiting, waiting, waiting for is for us to keep acting like we know, we know it all. Because the truth of the matter, we do not. And that's why we keep messing up God's business. How shall these things be? power of the Holy Spirit. The, the person of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and his power of the highest will overshadow you and then you're going to say to yourself, it will be done to me according to the word. And then the word is going to begin to work for you. Miracles that you've never seen before in your life. I declare this in Jesus' mighty name. Now listen, before I dismiss the service, I want to give you an opportunity. Yes, I want to give you an opportunity to give to the Lord in tithes and offerings. Now, listen, it's a joyful thing to give to the Lord. The Bible says the Lord loveth a cheerful giver. I mean, he goes crazy over a cheerful giver. Because a cheerful giver carries a revelation that God is not a thief. He's the most benevolent being in creation. Whenever God takes something out of your hand, he releases seven more into your life that are not even, that are even better and greater than what you're letting go of. 
but you've got to be able to let go. Just say this way, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You can see the giving slide on the screen. And I want you to simply, glory to God, give to the Lord that which he has blessed you with. And so that he can give you more. That's the kind of God we serve. How shall these things be? Well, one of the ways is you sow your seed and begin to believe God to bring a harvest of whatever he promised you. Many times I have used the seed as a weapon to get into my life all that God has ordained and promised for my life. So I want you to understand this today, that God is a great God, is an amazing God, is a God of deliverance, is a God of deliverance, is a God who wants to bring healing, is a God who wants to deliver you, is a God who wants to set you free. But one of the ways he does it is, is he inspires you to sow a seed that is speaking to something you want God to do in your life. May the seed today or your tithe today speak to this one fact. Francis Miles Church Online, we do not collect tithes out of a place of legalism. We do it from a place of grace, knowing that Abraham did not give out of compulsion. He gave out of grace. He got up. There was no, there was no law telling them, if you don't tithe, you're going to get cursed. But he tithed because he realized that how, how could he not? He was standing before the, an incorruptible God who had given him oxygen, given him everything he had. Tithing is simply acknowledging you don't belong to yourself, you belong to God. So every time I get to tithe, I, I, I enjoy it because I am telling the principles and powers in the heavenly realms, I don't belong to myself, I belong to God. So you mess with me, dad is coming after you. Also, Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek in Genesis 14 to respond to the fact that God had blessed him. When you tithe, you reinforce the blessing of the Lord over your life. Now that's the tithe. The tithe is 10% of whatever you earn belongs to the Lord. Glory to God. But you can also give your first fruit. You can give your seed offering. A seed is anything you give above your tithe in order to create a harvest for in an area where you need to see God move. On the screen, you can see there are different ways you can give to them. I'm praying for everybody that's listening to me right now. And even those that are giving for this, uh, for giving into this revelation. Who are connecting their faith in giving to this. I pray for miracles and signs and wonders. I pray that the power, that the Holy Spirit, number one, will reveal himself to them in a fresh and new way. And that the power of the highest will overshadow them in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, let it be done to them, Father, according to your word. Let it be done to them according to your word in Jesus' name. To God be the glory. I would believe I want to hear from you. Because I would believe there's going to be testimonies after this. I, I, I can see some of you saying, I was, I was hearing you speak. Or now shall these things be? I believed you and applied what you said, and things began to happen in my life in a powerful way. I really believe it. I believe it. Listen, until next time, this is Dr. Francis Master in Shalom Shalom. Thank you again for joining us for another life-changing service right here at Francis Mouse Church Online. Shalom Shalom. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.